Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a gorilla of destiny. A bullet club OG. Continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tama Tonga. Oh boy, folks, we're coming at you. It's the same Tamas Island time. It's the same Tamas Island place. We're recording this on a slightly different day. It's Wednesday, May 18th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And we are live on Tama's Island. We have got a lot to talk about today. Uh, before we start getting to all of the uh, all the various stuff that's going on in the headlines, let's welcome the crew in. First of, first of all, welcome back to the island, the one, the only, Karen. Karen, how are you on this fine Wednesday that we're recording the podcast? It's it's a nice way to shake things up. I'm having a good day. No Hell complaints. Yeah. Hell yeah, same here. It's a beautiful day in Chicago, and we got plenty to talk about. So let's also welcome back to the pod- podcast, John. John, how are you today? Man, I am doing fantastic. I am here and I am ready to talk about some wild shit that's gone down. Hell yeah. No, it's been it's definitely been a wild, wild week Ooh. in wrestling. It would not be Thomas Island, though, if we didn't have the 36th never open weight champion with us. Please welcome back to the podcast, Thomas Tonga. Ooh, How are you, up? sir? Very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see everyone here. Uh Karen, good to see you back. Nice seeing you guys. Let's let's rock and roll, Ross. Absolutely. That's good absolutely like i like he said i'm ross w berman the fourth i'm your host this evening we got plenty to talk about first and foremost it's the most wonderful time of the year especially if you love wrestlers under 200 pounds (laughs) best of super juniors is underway in japan we've got a few rounds under our belts we've got some leaderboards starting to to show up in the a block at least where they've they've wrestled a couple times in b block there are just some folks with points on the board but let's talk about what is already turning into a very interesting uh tournament so far i'm gonna throw it to you karen first you've been uh you've been down in the trenches like i have watching uh watching these early morning shows what's your initial reaction to this year's uh, best of super juniors now that it's underway now that we're actually seeing the field in action i've missed having the super juniors in the spring <laughs> i've missed them having their own celebration because you know it was, you know, I understand the necessity of them ta- putting it with World Tag League in the pre- previous mm-hmm. few years, but there's just something special about the juniors having their own time to shine because by and large throughout the year, they only get two shots at it. Yep. Super juniors and super junior tag league when they have enough tag teams. Mm-hmm. Occasionally there's a super J cup, but it's one of those things where now it's like, it's all about them again. So it mm-hmm. feels like they're finally getting that elevation that I've wanted for them for the last couple of years. 
I completely agree. And I'm, I'm with you on the, the dual tour thing. When it comes December time, I'm also going to be saying how happy I am for the tag division that they get their own tour once again, because it does kind of feel like both divisions, you kind of had to, you kind of had to cram a lot of story and a lot of action into uh, one tour when they had those, those two kind of share in the, uh, share in the field. What did you think of the, the dual to the dual super junior tag league tour, Tama? Cause you were on, you were on a couple of those where you, you had I to, loved it. Yeah, uh, I loved it because I got the rest in between. So, uh, okay. was, <laughs> you know, usually uh, the tournaments, you're wrestling back to back days. And uh, but with these, you know, we had to share. We had to, number one, compete. It kind of pushed us to who could do better on, on nights. And but at the same time, I got the rest in between. So that's always good for the body. Absolutely great. Definitely seems like it'll be a more brutal uh, schedule on the Super Junior uh, participants this year. Uh, John, what have you been kind of thinking of the, the lineup so far of these, these, the super juniors, not entirely how I thought it would go, but still pretty damn good. You know, I, I don't think you're the only one who's a little bit surprised in the way that some of these super junior matchups, uh, are going, I mean, a good, a good yeah. example is just, uh, just, uh, uh, I believe it was earlier this week, uh, Doki de- defeated the Gleet, uh, G-Rex champion, uh, L Lindemann in a match. And so already Doki's in, uh, in, in contention for the Gleet G Rex championship. Robbie Eagles is contention for the pure championship with a hell of a win over Wheeler, yeah. Utah. What, what's with them just using this tournament to, uh, to just collect, uh, contenderships for like Man. every other title. This is the good. This is this is this is when Super Juniors is good, man. When you got like I remember the good old yeah. days when like ACH would show up with the AAW Championship, yep. and uh, obviously Osprey and whatever Rev Pro belt he would have that week. Uh, Saber and the the PWG title, like that is when I feel like New Japan is at its healthiest. Is when yep. they are making contenders in other companies as well, because it means like. Look, if you like Gleet, you have to watch Super Juniors because you got to find out who's going to be champ- challenging L Lindemann. If you like ROH, you got to watch Super Juniors because the pure champion's in there. He might he might be a double champion by the time he comes back to America. We'll we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it, it definitely it makes it feel a bit more like the original flavor of the Super Juniors back when it was literally like Liger being like, what if I get every best junior heavyweight from around the world, from Luchadors, from America, yep. we'll get like yeah. Dirt Bike, Dirt Bike Kid will be in there, like everyone. And it, I, I just, I don't get me wrong. I miss having the young lions in it, but oh, it just warms my heart to, to and, see a big bustling Super Junior. It's really become the best of the best of. Yep. super juniors because when you got i mean you got champions on champions on champions on champions up in here they may not all be in this promotion mm-hmm. but they're stacked and i think that's super cool and i think it, it feels more like kind of like an olympics or anything else yep. than it does just it brings eyes to our product from their product you know yeah guys the, whatever company they're at they're the best in that company yeah, unless they get they're books. traveling the travel makes to overseas them- <laughs> to Japan. That's yeah, you know that that brings foreign eyes to us, and yeah. and and what better like uh, platform to do it than here, at best of the super juniors? Because I mean, yeah. they go. I mean, they don't have a lot of set rules of what moves you can't do. We don't mm-hmm. have that. It's yeah. balls out. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't think that's legal. I don't think that's a legal move. We'll check. We'll check with the officials first. Talk, talk, uh, talk to talk to Taguchi. He has been the. Uh, he's been the. Yeah. What the hell? What a cheater! Do you see that, Tama? You got to talk to your boy. He said no butt stuff. Immediately violates that. 
Now, now we will we will get to Taguchi and his promise of butt stuff or no butt stuff in a moment. But Karen wants to jump in real quick while we're still on the topic of the the diversity of this year's Super Junior lineup. Like like everyone's talking about the invitational format of it. It's mm-hmm. giving the series the prestige that kind of has felt not not that it's been missing. But having representatives from a variety of promotions, as opposed to the normal, like three from CMLL, three from ROH, it, it feels more balanced. And also that they're, like, they're giving back to all the promotions that kind of helped New Japan in the last yep. couple of years yep. for all the American based or, you know, international based talent that couldn't travel to and from Japan. Mm-hmm. And that's so, a real good. Oh, sorry. Um, go ahead. And I also feel like this is going to be somewhat of an accurate representation of what we can kind of expect going into the summer with the G1. Yep. Absolutely. I think especially if you watch the opening uh, uh, montage video package, whatever you want to call the opening of each Super Juniors episode, there's a lot of strong footage. There's a lot of impact footage. There's a lot of footage that makes it feel more like, don't get me wrong, you can, you, you know, the the cross promotional shows i think have done a very good job of bringing the the style of new japan to the new japan north american shows but i think just having the intro to the super juniors having stuff like stuff you know images from strong having that feel more like a part of the new japan product than i think it has over the course of the pandemic i think it's really going to help get not only eyes on new japan but eyes on new japan strong specifically um so that that should be should be good sorry go ahead karen look like you're oh, ready no to... no that was it that's all oh, I okay had. gotcha um then yeah let's let's talk about some of the the surprise let's let's talk about taguchi let's start there since now that we've, we've talked about the diversity of the lineup and how crazy it is yeah ryusuke taguchi came into the fashionable press conference that they had because that's another return to form is the best of super juniors press conferences back everyone gets to stunt and style and talk some shit and boy howdy do we love it but Taguchi said no butt stuff this year I'm gonna be be very very serious serious. yeah he was gonna be as serious as possible (laughs) serious Taguchi the Taguchi that won the 2012 best of super juniors and the bell rang in his match uh on the 15th and immediately he leapt at his opponent like with a ass first like uh like he had never made a promise in the first place. I can't blame him, first of all, because I mean, if I'm Ryusuke Taguchi, I don't want to, you know, tie one hand behind my back or one butt cheek behind my back, so to speak. So like, he wants his full arsenal. I, I arsenal, get it. <laughs> arsenal. <laughs> this is this is why they pay me the big bucks, John. Um, this is, but uh, he he did and he did end up using using the hip attack he did go back to the the old him uh but and it and the the real i think issue is it didn't work he he didn't win the match that's called he, karma yeah like it i i think had taguchi used the the hip attack and the butt stuff and and won the match i think i'd be singing a different tune but because he said it's going to be a serious day and he he didn't get serious and he didn't get the win it's going to be I think he, he's going to need to work on some stuff. I think he fucked up by saying no butt stuff because then Hiromu was like, oh, he's going to do butt stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If he, if he yep. didn't bring attention to it, Hiromu wouldn't have been ready for it. There you it go. Been over. It would have been five seconds, cover, done. There you go. What about you, Karen? What do you think of Taguchi's um, failed promise? Let's put it that way. Well, I mean, we've had other contestants say that they're going to fight clean. And it's, it's a case of the, do- the gentleman doth protest too much. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where he's like, if I, I'm not going to use the one thing I'm known for, the funky weapon, 
You know, that's the first, he's going to lead with that. It's his name. They still call him the funky weapon. <laughs> it, it's it's on in the tights. Yeah. Okay. And when he was flying through the air, that's the first thing you, that you see coming at you. So he, he's, he's, he's going to be playing spoiler. He's just going to be having, he's going to, he'll bring out big match to Gooch every now and then. But I think he's just, you know, as someone who's the same age as him, he's just there to have a good time. Okay, I mean, hey, I can't, I can't knock him for wanting to have a good time, but yeah, it, it does, uh, it does, it does kind of put that that spin on everything. That like, yeah, he's been he he's been getting rolled up a lot. Like Hiromu used that nameless Hiromu roll on him, and then uh, yeah, Ishimori using the the kind of like a jackknife pin on him last night. So it, it definitely, definitely feels like Taguchi might be. Uh, might be might be falling back yeah, not serious Karen, enough Karen, i don't know what do you think tom karen uh, number one you, you don't ever trust anybody in wrestling you don't believe anybody <laughs> who ever says anything that in wrestling you? that's that's the number one rule right there anybody who says anything in wrestling you don't believe it one bit that's that's it that's the truth right there yeah. quote, <laughs> no, to quote the great paul Heyman. the group the great paul Heyman. I have lied every day of my life, but I swear to you, I'm telling the truth right now. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. And in and in Taguchi's case, who, I mean, who knows? It's very possible he starts to get frustrated and that butt stuff goes away. But I don't. <laughs> if if there is one thing I know, it's that when Taguchi gets frustrated, he doesn't pull back on the shenanigans. He's going to go harder. He's going to take, he's take gonna, it from me, Ross. It's very hard to put that genie back in the bottle. Once you start letting a dude do butt stuff. He's always going to want to do butt stuff, and you can't, and, and that's it. Oh, Fair. wow, so. wow. Once you go Fair. butt, you never go back. Huh? Once you, it's true. Wow. I, uh, yeah. All right, let's talk <laughs> about, let's, let's, uh, <laughs> and uh, let's, let's, let's move on from the butt stuff for a moment and, uh, talk about, uh, uh, hey, mom's just, watching this, by the way. Hi, mom. <laughs> hi, hi, John's mom. He was, he was like this when we found him. We promise. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, Taguchi's coming in as a very seasoned competitor. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, he's the one of the most seasoned competitors in the Super Juniors this year. Uh, but we've got a lot of debuts in this year's Super Juniors. Like we've like we said last week, Clark Connors making his big debut from New Japan Strong. You got Ace Austin, the Impact X Division champion. You got the G-Rex champion, L. Lindemann, making his debut. But one debut that's been getting a lot of noise simply because of the way he chose to present himself in New Japan Pro Wrestling, interrupting Taiji Ishimori and El Desperado, is Francesco Akira, the new member of the United Empire. Now, we're going we're gonna to be discussing Francesco Akira, and while we do this, I'm gonna, we're going to do our best to remind you throughout it that the United Empire is still a vicious group of um, uh, bullies, for lack of a better term. I mean, it's a it's a bad guy group. It's it, they, are, they are not... I wouldn't uh, go as far as calling yeah. them vicious, but... There. Okay. Okay. They are bullies. How Great Ocon, who is basically just human Gamera, who goes around saving children, you know, on his spare time. Yeah. Big heel energy right there. Well, no, but he he will save the children. Then he'll get in the ring and call everyone peasants and that's you know, true, like yeah, talk down bad. to everyone. Like, don't get that's me wrong. I bad. think that Great Ocon is a hero, but he also knows uh, he knows his place. But uh, they've they've got this new member, Francesco Akira, who. I was when I now I'm familiar with him because I watched all Japan. I watched his uh, run as it was a brief run as junior champion, but he was over there. Plucky baby face, young guy, lots of fire, very smiley. 
And so I was wondering what's going to happen when this guy joins the United Empire, a group of, of you know, hard-nosed motherfuckers, for lack of a better term. The answer is he is going to be a plucky baby face, lots of fire, real smiley, going to... Uh, uh, I mean, here, if you haven't watched today's uh, Best of Super Juniors yet, I'll spoil it. Uh, I'll spoil it for you, but he cries after his match with uh, uh, Hiromu Takahashi. Like, he's very uh, much... That's he, what... Hey, oh, okay, I know I'm supposed to be a good guy, but that's what United Empire is recruiting these days, a bunch of crybabies. I, uh, look, it, the funniest part is if you're watching it with English commentary, because Akira is seconded by TJP, a lot of the times it's like Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton going, look, TJP is a bad person, just an awful human being. I hate him, absolutely, but he stopped show from using that wrench, so I guess he's kind of okay, right? Like, it's not even like, even English commentary is like, what is this nice guy doing with these assholes? Uh, but he's a, as nice as he is. Very talented. He got a he got a hell of a win uh, the first night. He didn't exactly beat Hiromu last night, but he didn't ex- he didn't come out of the match looking uh, worse for it. Uh, I'm gonna throw to you, Karen. What do you kind of think of, of Francesco Akira's this his start to Super Juniors so far? What we were discussing this off air before we got started. He kind of has that when Show first like transitioned out of Chaos mm-hmm. into Bullet Club, where he's he's supposed to be a bad guy. You're supposed to boo him, but he still fights and reacts and interacts like a baby face. And the hard thing is that here in the States, the United Empire has this wildly weird, like they're kind of like not on the same level as, I'm not going to put them on the same level as LIJ in terms of popularity, but they have that weird tweener energy where it's like, they're supposed to be bad guys. You're supposed to boo them and you will boo them at Mm -hmm. times. But at the same time, you, you find yourself oddly cheering for them yep it's it's like it, are... it, it goes back to the whole bit with them seconding each other during whatever ma- it doesn't reg- matter if it's a title match non-title match there's always very seldom you see somebody out go in the united empire go out and fight alone yep they always the, have a second and the, it's a very supportive second like it's not exactly it's not like uh it's not like gato and dick togo and all those guys like they are no, they're they like are... coaching them and like cheering yeah. for them and it and it kind of feels like there are two united empires because you've got the united empire that's got like will osprey and tjp and like <laughs> and then everybody else <laughs> well no and like i i don't know i haven't seen aussie open in front of the japanese crowd yet but it's like there are there are some people that like they just hate and then it's like hanare i don't feel like is at the point where people hate hanare you know what i mean like they're just they're so excited that he's finally uh doing something of substance after a long pro you know a long excursion and same with same with i mean francesco akira like i said plucky baby face great okan he does call people peasants i think he he is he wrestles like a heel he talks like a heel but people know he's a hero and so they it it feels like it feels like the reactions to the the whole group are kind of all over the place uh not in it not in like a problematic way it's just it's an it's it, you don't usually see in a uh, a faction people kind of as split on on people like they are with united empire i'm okay with him being yep. pseudo babyface right now mm-hmm. until just so people can get familiar with him yep because if if you go if he comes out i mean people will disagree with you on this if he comes out straight heel at, at the gate there people are already making comparisons between him and being osprey's favorite and being mm-hmm. osprey 2.0 and I don't want that sort of pressure or portmanteau put upon him. I want him to be Francesco Akira. Yep. And I think he needs a little more time in New Japan to develop his own sense of style and self. And, and, 
oh, sorry, the other thing ahead. is that people don't really he's he's not necessarily by the current audience he's not known you know what i mean in, in this yeah. in this kind of moment so for their first introduction if he just comes in and just starts being an asshole he, he, people may not you know he may not go over and yeah. they were just like oh this guy's fucking annoying but if you start off let him be his fiery self let him be his plucky kind of baby face then you let him make a turn now he starts acting like mm -hmm. a jerk it's more noticeable you can't start at nine and go to ten you gotta yeah. start at least at five and go to ten kind of like fishing you gotta you gotta, it is. You gotta well, I, first and then just start slowly reeling them in well and i i do agree because like I, karen brought up the idea of show earlier i think if show had started wrestling the way that he's wrestling now he wouldn't be he would still be as hated but he wouldn't be as popular if that makes any sense like it's it's a weird kind can't of tight be, rope he can't that, be hated and unpopular but it's, not, but it's not his job to be popular no, I know. Well, I know. Just drop the sell T-shirts. That's called being popular. I know it's not That's his, not his job. Yeah. You got it all wrong. That's not his job. Okay. It's to sell T-shirts. His, his job is to be a bad guy to make the good guy sell the T-shirts. That's his job. Okay. His job is to be the, the baddest bad guy to come in and, and play, you know, become the heel. Yokozuna yep. didn't, didn't sell T-shirts. Yep. You know? When, it, I had a Yokozuna T-shirt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> It, all I'm saying is, it, I want what I wanted out of Akira was to come in and just and and lay the smack down and and be on this like a focus because the fiery baby face thing I, I, that's not I I felt like that wasn't what we the Empire needed as yeah. as as yeah. a junior weight you know uh, because you got his mentor running his mouth all over the streets of of United States you know and then tweeting about who knows what. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it's not that it doesn't come off as the fiery baby face stuff yep. that, you know, so, so I was looking for a, a, a junior weight, Jeff Cobb, somebody that, that people were, you know, and, but here's the thing is they kind of have, jun they kind of have junior heavyweight Jeff Cobb right now. Cause I, Jeff they Cobb had the same thing where he had to learn how to, he had to learn yeah. how to be mean. Jeff, and Jeff I think Cobb that's had to go over as a baby face before he was half of half a decent heel. Um, well, no, it's not, it's not that I think he needs to go over as a baby face. I'm just saying like, there was a learn, there was a learning curve. Like Jeff Cobb had to get mean. But, but one thing that I liked about Jeff Cobb was he switched his, his demeanor. Yeah. Everything was switched. Yeah. He grew his facial hair. That's all he had to do. He was, he didn't like bump somebody and turn around and go, ah, yep. no, he, he, there was this, this heel to him that once he switched, he, this is, his hair came over his yep. eyes. He was like serious walking, and that's mm -hmm. I I, I wanted that for Akira because he's too good looking. Yeah, right. He's, he's too good looking. No, so that's the problem. I mean, you could no, fix well, that, right? Yeah, like, that's right? the problem. It, it can be, but you have. That's the thing. Like, you, if you have that baby face look, you and you're coming into a heel group. He's supposed to be a heel group. You gotta, you gotta be, gotta turn it. Yep. And, you know, yeah. you gotta show how serious you are because. Uh, that's that's I, I, what I was expecting when I said yeah. Cobb, like that energy, you know. Gotcha. I don't gotcha. necessarily think it's um I don't know how much of how much he work he's done in all Japan or prior to this. That could be part of it, is that mm -hmm. he's still trying to figure out who it is. I mean, unfortunately, not every person can stroll into New Japan like Ishimori, where he was he was very much a baby face in yeah. Noah and in and um an well, impact but, before he came over and then you know had a complete character makeover i don't know if akira's character like design overall character design is that much different from when he was in all japan 
it's not. He didn't grow, uh, here, he, look, he didn't, all he did was uh, grow a little bit of a beard. He just like he had no, the same haircut. He, he had the he had the beard in all Japan. That's why oh, like see, then it, that's it, why that's I'm part like part of it. He needs a new fresh. He needs a makeover. He's a big yeah, old no, mustache. As no. as the as 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 the person who watched his uh his uh, his all Japan run, I will. I think Karen is spot on with the fact that like he's it's the same guy. And with Ishimori, he at least had this like he had years of of history to play off of like there when ishimori was coming into uh new japan people were expecting the ishimori of of the 2000s you know they were and he because, also had a great hype man coming in you know, new japan just that's saying. true but i'm just saying because he had be, <laughs> because he's able to because he was able to invert people's expectations that way i think it was much easier for ishimori than it's going to be for akira where like Yes, he can invert my expectations and like the I I know slander, but the other like dozen people that were watching All Japan when he was on it because it was it was not a great time for the company. Mm-hmm. Um and so I I I think it is part of him trying to establish what worked in All Japan because I mean hell, that's what got him to the dance. But what worked in All Japan isn't going to work for United Empire in the long run. Um like I'm okay, I'm okay with him getting his legs underneath him but by the end of this tournament he better be like like show and hitting people with you know, a wrench or something you know like what he has working to his advantage is that he has tjp yes love him or hate him he's a yep. seasoned veteran he yep. knows how to do heel work if there's anybody that can help not like walk him through the process but give him the pointers he needs while they're touring around japan he's he's got one of probably the more veteran ears in yep. the junior division right now that he can bend and like work stuff with. Oh yeah, I mean he's the only veteran heel in United Empire because like Osprey's still learning how to be a heel. Okan is just fresh off of uh, excursion. Cobb's still learning how to be a heel. Like TJP is the guy that I think will be able to. I think Karen's right. He'll be able to get Akira there. We're just just waiting for it because right right now it's it's there's this dissonance. It's this like it it. It it comes it's too because di- especially now that TJP to to spoil some more for some folks TJP has a win over Master Wado, TJP Trash. and and Francesco Akira are in contention for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. So Akira is going to have to start carrying his end of that tag team if they're going to be a heel tag team. And 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 maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe he's just holding back some of that heel energy to make you know that more interesting when he has to eventually go up against TJP and then. Yeah, he can let loose. And it's that. only day three. Yep, that's the, so that was day three. The exactly. <laughs> I think he's just going to straight up walk up and just and just so kick hope. someone right yeah. in the groin. Exactly. Three weeks it's, before Dominion. Yeah, it's entirely somebody it's, in the throat by then. It's fine. It's, it's entirely possible that he hears this podcast and walks into his neck match and just smacks the dude across the face. Well, everybody um, knows. Like, everybody uh, listens to Thomas Island for their wrestling advice. So you'd be surprised. Whole roster, whole roster. The guidance counseling. <laughs> People always go. People always tell Tom at work, like, "Hey, man, great podcast, right?" Uh, yeah, thanks hot. for burying me, Tama. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. yeah. Actually, we're like, we're like, why do you tell that? Shut the fuck hey, let's up. Let's keep it at one hundred, man. You know, <laughs> sometimes he got us. Sometimes Get that John got guy, us. the fuck out of here. But, <laughs> well, Frances- they have a problem with it. They can come on the island and we'll there have you go. Right. Oh! Come in, come oh! in, come hang out. Your case. It's a, it's a, it's a, Tama, it's a Tama Tama island court. We'll take care of you. Tama, <laughs> Thomas Court. Oh God, I'm I am gonna be a lawyer. Oh no. Oh no. Just a reminder: No one on Thomas Island is a lawyer of any. No one kind. on. In, in fact, I I I, I, I had to do a, I had to I had to do a whole song and dance number to get out of jury duty like two weeks ago. I am not the person you want running a. Running but you court. did it pretty well, so. 
Look, it's not it's 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 not illegal to say you have a corporate bias against Walgreens. Just a tip for everyone out there. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's let's talk more about the Super Juniors because Francesco Akira is not the only one in this tournament. We got twenty guys. We're not going to cover all twenty of them right now. If you want to see how they're doing, watch it on New Japan World. But one uh, name that I do want to bring up uh, is Alex Zane, the Sauce Alex Zane. <laughs> An indie sensation here in North America, from the backyards to uh, to hell to two hundred five live, where he was he had a, a short stint, and now he has been he's been a highlight of of New Japan Strong. Now he's two and zero in the uh, best of Super Juniors, so he's he's off to a damn good start. Karen, what do you kind of think of of Alex Zane the Sauce in his uh, his Super Junior debut? He was one of the people I truly wanted to be in Super Juniors. From the time he stepped foot in New Japan Strong, I was mm. there when he debuted in NXT. I was there for his last match in NXT. <laughs> and it's oh, glad to, I'm glad to see him back working on Strong as well. Um, it goes back to the whole thing about bringing in the people who have worked New Japan Strong and you know worked with the company throughout the pandemic. And he's been someone. He even worked um, the New Beginning in Tampa mm. back in 2020 because he had a match with Jeff Cobb back then. Yep. And back then people were like, who is this guy? When is he gonna be in Super Juniors? So I'm glad I'm glad he's there. And he's apparently learning Japanese or someone's tr- tr- doing a pretty good translation uh, for yeah. him. Yep. He's becoming best friends with Desperado over food, apparently. Mm-hmm. I just like, I'm just so invested because for me, like, I'm living vicariously through him right now because yep. I can't go to Japan. <laughs> oh, he's doing a good job winning over the Japanese fans. Oh, he's winning sure. them over fast. One thing you do right is go to Japan and eat what they call natto. Oh, that was literally what I was about to. That was, oh no! You read my mind because he's he he, he, he was he he was posting oh, yeah. the yeah Packed with protein, bro. I've heard I've heard great things. <laughs> oh, tell like a meathead. Right? Now, protein, now look, we 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 <laughs> That's the name of. Let me let me get a list of things that are packed with protein. You probably don't want to eat. But no, like let's let's talk about the uh, uh, say the name of it one more time, Tama, because I've I've been Nato. Our, Nato. Okay, yeah. and not so, to be confused, but with. it's spelled N G. N-A-T-T-O or something yep. like that. Or N-G-A-T-T-O. N-A-T-T-O. It's got... It's, no, but it's got a G in it. There yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's not gnocchi. No, no. no. I love gnocchi. I could eat gnocchi all day. <laughs> there's a G. There's an N and a G. Not Because at first thought it was natto. Like uh, N-G okay. is nga, nga, But it's yep. not... They say it natto. So natto. I, okay. I swear there's a G in there. Let me Google this, man. Google Yeah, so well, for those who don't know what natto is... It's, it's nasty. For, fermented. It's fermented soybeans. Personally, the consistency is best described as looking like beans that are shoved into snot. Okay. Because it's gooey and, <laughs> and but you have to like take it, your little packet and you have to mix it up and like just to kind of activate all the. You have to activate. Good you have things. to activate it. Oh, I'm it, in. It, it, it's it, it it apparently makes it more flavorful if you mix it up real well. See, okay. for me, when I lived in, when I taught in Japan, the teacher next to me would eat it every morning for breakfast. Okay. And his breath just reeked of it. So mm-hmm. he would turn and ask me a question. And I was like, I mean, you just see the color leave my face. So I'm just like, mm. it, it has a smell. It, mm. If you can stomach it, Tama, good on you. But yeah, it was one of those things for me for five and a half years. A my colleagues taste. always tried to get me to eat okay. it. And I was like, nope, no, thank you. Yeah, it's an acquired taste. It's quite fermented. Cute. And by fermented, I mean, they leave it in someone's trunk for three weeks. <laughs> it's, they, uh, in a barn. In a barn. Look. I'm fascinated by it because he's he's claiming that all of his success so far is due to Nato or, or not to. 
And so and, like, and it's um, funny because uh, Tama actually is going to bring some on next time and he's going to eat it in front of us to prove no. he likes it. <laughs> I don't know if you can get it in America. Oh yeah, yeah. They, oh, yeah. Made go, in to, go to the Asian market. Yeah. Okay. It. Made it's the same as the curry. Yeah, same good. as the curry. <laughs> oh, I get to import it. I got it. I got the the, the market. He's got a guy. <laughs> yeah, they got it. That golden sparkling. Maybe, maybe maybe we'll make it a uh, if if I can get it here. Maybe we'll make that one of those like Patreon. Oh no, I'm good. Never mind. Like, Ro Ross mind, eats the natto. Oh god. Never mind, I'm good. I was, with it, when, I was life, with it when I was with it when Tama was gonna eat it, but we all gotta eat it. And I'm good. No, no, I'll eat it. That's what I'm okay. saying. It's yeah, because like, yeah. I'm yeah, the one fine. that's I'm the one that's fascinated by the whole thing. I'm the one that's like, you know what? I I I kind of I don't know. I'll eat anything. Yeah, if once. there's a, a, a Mitsuya market or other Japanese market in your area, there's yeah. definitely there's at least oh, six Lottie kinds of not to available. I got sure, I got market. Yeah, I got plenty of Asian markets by me. I'll be able to. Oh, I'll, I got I'll good news. Able to find it. I got and good news. I, I can what? send it to you on Amazon right now. It'll be oh, there God. Friday. I'm, I'm gonna. Tr I'm gonna. Uh, I I appreciate that, John, but I'm gonna trust the Asian markets in my area to to have it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. It. I don't know. It'll I'll be eat in anything. It'll be a refrigerator once. case. Yeah. It is a fresh food. Look, and if it's not like I can get horse meat here in uh, in Chicago, so like I can't. I not can't legally. try the not legally. So I can't. <laughs> I can't try the legendary horse meat that everyone tells no, me. No, you, you have you have to have oh, that in Japan. Sugoi, uh, but you can get the canned one on Sugoi Mart. It's a um, whale flavored horse meat in a can. No, or is it horse flavored whale meat? I'll I'll st I'll stick with the snotty soybeans. Uh, I'll uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Foods I... is better just to eat from Japan in yes. Japan. Yeah, yep. you don't want to no, go. I had that, I had that A5 in a can. You have, you have to I, go there and experience it. I had, yeah. A5, I had A5 Wagyu right there, man. All you can eat right there in Ginza Steak. Never had anything like it. One of these days. One of these days, I'll get over there and take Someday. the weird, take the food tour. Let's go, Ross. Let's take the whole podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, Live from the Tokyo Dome. But we'll Tom's do it when Thomas here. We'll nice. talk to the, we'll no, we'll talk to the rest. It, we'll take it while Thomas in the States. That way, that way it's still like a weird time zone. Yep. No, I'm, I'm with you. But yeah, so Alex, so back to the original point, Alex Zane doing very well in the super juniors. <laughs> oh, uh, good for it. Definitely the kind of independent talent that, uh, again, it's, it's like seeing Ninja Mac over in Noah. Like there are some bookings that kind of feel like, like someone tweeted something out at 2am and suddenly it became real. Um, it's, I, I'm absolutely fascinated by it. Another guy who's doing real well right now, Ace Austin. The Impact mm -hmm. X Division champion has yet to make any contenders for the X Division title because he's unbeaten so far. Um, what do you what do you kind of think, Tom, of of Ace Austin as uh, Impact X Division champion? He's like he's one of those guys who's been like over the course of the past like year has come to kind of define their X Division. Like he's yeah. a multi-time X Division champion. He's just I'm real happy to see him over in in Japan. Yeah, it's good to see him on Japan too. Uh, yeah, I, I I met him and wrestled him when I was in Impact. Uh, yeah. And he bring, he's amazing to watch, even standing right there on the, on the apron. Um, him. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. And um, Chris Bay killing it. And mm-hmm. uh, he, I think he's only like five ten maybe, but his thighs, he yep. he is jacked. Like yep. I, I, you know. When you're a meathead like me, you kind of like notice people with muscles. And this kid is jacked, <laughs> good chest, legs. I mean, he is solid. He can mm-hmm. move in, in the ring. He can, he's real quick, uh, good pivot points. I mean, he can really move. Um, and so I, I'm glad to see him out in, in Japan. I think that's a perfect platform. Like we were talking about earlier, Karen, uh, to sh- showcase yourself, you know, mm-hmm. um, and show people that you're, you know, impact. Man, how, how are my pivot points? Okay. Or. You're getting there. You gotta... uh, it's okay on that seat when you turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you got those swivels in there. Yeah. I like I like that they put him um, behind everybody in the press conference because mm-hmm. he had the best reactions. Yep. He's sitting there like, like, like what was it? it was uh, Alex Zane was like talking shit uh, about him a little bit, and he went like, "Yep." It was it was like it was Ace Austin. Everybody up there was like, "What the fuck." Yeah, Ace Austin, Wheeler, Yuta were like the champions of that of that uh, uh, press conference because Yuta was just kind of like in the background, like "Hi, I'm real happy." Hi, hi everyone. Yeah. Uh, like they would bring up his name and he'd be like, "That's me." Um, Whoever was, curated that lineup back there yep. did a fantastic job. Absolutely, but yeah, Wheeler, Yuta, the pure champion, uh, kicking ass, taking names in the the best of Super Juniors. Uh, who else? Who else is doing well? Uh, that's actually it. That's that's it right now. Like we've said, we're about three shows in. Uh, Hiromu's doing Hiromu's doing pretty well. Taiji Ishimori, the junior champion, undefeated. El Desperado, undefeated. Uh, it's definitely definitely shaping up to be a a crazy a crazy Super Juniors over uh, over in Japan. I'm just trying to make sure that I've covered all of the the points that are are going on right now they will be back at it on the 19th as well as on the 21st but uh the best of super juniors not the only new japan craziness that we have been up to over this past uh week this past weekend a bunch of new japan talent were in washington dc for capital collision and we were we were having fun over on the uh, the Thomas Island uh, Patreon, hanging out, watching the show together with all the uh, Islander tier subscribers. But it was a wild show. We've got a new King of America, Juice Robinson, is the IWGP United States Champion. Uh, then uh, also Tomohiro Ishii was able to defeat Eddie Kingston, defend strong style against the Kings Road. There's a bunch of dogs barking outside. And I mean the uh, I, I feel like the the most heartbreaking uh, point of the show is uh, a little personal here on the Thomas Island podcast. Hikuleo making his allegiance pretty clear. It seems he tagged with uh, with Jay White wearing the Bullet Club black and silver after the match against Okada and Rocky Romero. Tonga Loa tried to get Hikuleo to like come back from the dark side or to you know 
head over to Hontai, all things forgiven. And, and Hikuleo was also trying to kind of be like, look, you can come to Bullet Club, man. You don't have to hang out on, on main unit. I'll, I'll welcome you back in. And did not seem like either man could, uh, either man back down. Uh, Jay White seems to have his hooks pretty deep in, in Hikuleo, Tama. What do you kind of think of, of what's going on there with, with Switchblade and your brother? I don't want to talk about it. Fair. Absolutely fair. <laughs> well, I'll talk about it. No, so I've got feelings. It's, no, it's, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I don't want to get involved in your family drama. I'm just saying it's going to be cheaper at Christmas, at least, right? It's one last go. Christmas gift you got to worry about. What? It's going to be some socks, you know? Just get him some socks. Bro, oh Father's Day is next month. It's, it's going to be a little tense. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be it's going to be an awkward Father's Day. But Karen, you said you had thoughts, you have emotions, you have feelings about this whole I, thing. I always have feelings about things. Oh, okay. so, I, 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 at, at my heart, I'm a teacher, so I always want the best for everyone. Mm-hmm. I was a little surprised that a certain um, never open weight champion didn't pack his bags and run in and whoop Jay ass, oh, Jay's ass three days to a week but that's okay he was he, he was, deserves his rest yeah he was hanging out with us he was he was plenty pissed off i can promise um, you that it, i got a hit list karen one at i a know time. you do There's one person i got next that i gotta focus on before i go on to the next guy all right i'll allow it yep. it was just i kept hoping beyond hope that with the, the tour pr- just prior to this that they're like airing the new japan strong episodes of with it being called mutiny I kept hoping beyond hope that Hikule like, was going to flip that switch and he didn't. So I'm just kind of, I'm not surprised, but I'm really disappointed in him right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, and, and I think that's the, the big, the big statement all around. Sup- not surprised, but deeply, deeply disappointed. If you've been in in the happy hours or hanging out on Thomas Island over the past few weeks, you know we've talked about the fact that Hikuleo was wrestling in the the black, the red, the gold, the the colors of God, the colors of New Japan, despite his allegiance to Bullet Club. As I said, when he showed up in that black and silver attire, it was very clear that this was not a conflicted hikuleo this was a man who had made his decisions and while normally i love some good wardrobe based storytelling this hurt my heart this was this was not uh this was this was unfortunate um so hopefully hopefully we'll get some some more progress there but like i said the other big news from the show rock hard juice robinson pinned will osprey with osprey this is the first time where i could actually say you know what osprey had a point Osprey's foot was under the rope. Jeremy Marcus gave the three count anyway. And Juice Robinson is now the IWGP United States champion. I, w- I will say it's a hell of a way to, uh, to, to join Bullet Club, his first match back. Uh, what did you kind of think, Tom? I see you nodding there. What do you kind of think of, of the new Juice? Let's, let's let Karen and the other. All right. First. Fair. Oh, fair. Oh. All right. Let's throw to Karen then. Karen, what do you think of New Juice? All right. So Denim Juice has always been one of my favorite incarnations of Juice. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. I always liked it because it was when he was more serious about things. He wasn't playing. He wasn't cosplaying as Macho Man. He mm-hmm. wasn't when he's my one F-bomb for the show. He wasn't fucking around, just jack, you know, joking around as if he's just like <laughs> collecting a paycheck and that's it. When Denim Juice comes out, it's like Denim Kushida. He means business. Mm-hmm. So 
I I kind of was, I mean, one, I was relieved it wasn't his last match in New Japan. I like the makeover. He's doing great things. I was surprised that he was the one who won. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the running joke with the fans is that, you know, Red Shoes is like secretly in the pocket of Bullet Club. I think I think Jeremy Marcus might be getting that Red Shoes deal yeah. because this is the second match that Osprey's been in where he's had... Uh, the first claim was a little like, mm, I don't know, but yeah, it was probably right. But this time yep. his leg was full on under the rope for the mm-hmm. count. Now, and, and to be fair, I will give Juice Robinson some props. He had good ring placement. If you watch, if you really watch, Juice Robinson's entire body is along Osprey's leg so that Jeremy Marcus can't like technically can't see, see it. it. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact the leg was under the rope. I understand where Osprey's coming from for once. I, I, I know it's a, it's a rare day on the, the podcast when I'm on the same side as Will Osprey. But <laughs> you and me at, both, Ross. Yeah, but at the end of the day, his foot was under the rope. And yeah, it, it's very interesting that Juice won a match that not only included Will Osprey, but also John Moxley, the a- AEW star and GCW champion and self-proclaimed ace of New Japan. Um, and then also the actual ace of New Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi. I was kind of saying it in the, the uh, watch-along we were doing on the island. When you're going into a match and thinking, I don't know if this is going to be Moxley's night, you know it's a stacked card. Because, like, Moxley is not exactly someone who's going to be taking a lot of losses in his career. He's, he is a bona fide star in North America. And the fact that he was, like, the least likely to win out of Tanahashi, Osprey, Robinson and Mox like that stacked lineup a brutal match just really vicious chaos everywhere the from from what I understand as chaotic as it was on camera off camera there was even more violence that they weren't able to, to quite keep up with just an absolute absolute barn burner of a match John what do you what do you think of our new self uh, our new uh, king of America that's what I call the, the IWGP US champion I think juice the rock hard Robinson needs to be champion only as long as he has his next fucking title match because i don't i don't care for this new juice i think you don't like new juice you know i gotta be honest he feels kind of lame like he feels like a poser uh and i don't know if it's the sunglasses or the denim but it just doesn't feel right for him i don't know it's it's a zero for me my dude okay i don't know i'm like i hate to be cruel about it i hate to be mean girl about it uh it just doesn't i think it's sunglasses it It does don't underestimate the power of the denim he looks like a spirit Halloween brand biker costume, like literally off the rack. That's what he looks like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I can definitely get the biker vibes. That was why I was like, that's kind of the, the wildest thing about juice is he's, he, I feel like he has gone so far from the, the dreadlocked multicolored, uh, young boy that came into to new Japan so long ago, the former CJ Parker. And now he's, and now he's he's it's like you said he's got that sons of anarchy vibe to him and and maybe uh, he's trying to do it on purpose like maybe his whole thing is i've always kind of been a goofball so now i'll pretend i'm taking myself too seriously but i mean look like a goofball doing it i don't that was that was the vibe i got from the entrance where they like played his old entrance theme and then were like no no more gummy bears no more high power music yeah maybe he's satire yeah it's just rock music and denim and like he's 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 creator wrestler vibe he's nice he's he's a truck commercial like he's 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 strong he's hard he's uh he's he's built ford tough that's 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 the new that's a rock hard juice rock rock hard ford tough like like a rock whoa like a rock uh dexter Um, said he borrowed all of tony's gear (laughs) 
He borrowed all Tony. They maybe maybe that's the, no, maybe the, the, that denim is not short enough for it to be Tony's gear. Well, he, he had said, to add something to it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but no, I mean it, it. It is possible that he's got that that Tony Storm influence. She is one to know to wear the sunglasses, to wear the leather and the denim. And she is and now an influencer. Of, so. Yes, she is exactly. And so I I I don't know. I I'm not crazy about Bullet Club in his current iteration, but I do like the new. I do like new juice. I really, I rock hard juice Robinson just rolls off the tongue for some reason. And I'm not saying this because this is Thomas <laughs> Island. It, it just feels. I'll hit, I'll hit myself with a phrasing on that one. Sorry, go ahead, John. Not to, not to, and not because this is Thomas Island. It just feels like a bunch of posers right now pretending to be Bullet Club. It doesn't feel like it's, it's not as cohesive as it once was, even though that, you know, it used to have a lot of different dudes in it, but it's still, they still felt like a unit. Mm-hmm. and all of it just seems like like hey guys remember when bullet club was cool like look at us like we're bullet club now and it just feels like they went into hot topic grabbed some shit put it on and went out and i just i don't care for it that's I, hey that's fair that's that's definitely fair and i, and I can like, say that now yeah because because fuck them that's why you know um, what they could come fight me now you know what you know where i'm at probably oh god you're gonna you're gonna be in alaska by this time next week <laughs> you? God, maybe yeah. This time you did it to yourself, all right? Yeah, but Tom is in the States. He could protect me. This, t- this time <laughs> you did it. What's that laugh for? <laughs> What's that laugh for? Anyway. Oh, uh, but no, I, I do think Bullet Club feels a little fractured right now because you've got El Fantasmo running around Best of Super Juniors winning everything real clean. Like, he doesn't he doesn't have the loaded boot. He's not hitting people in the dick. Like, he's... It's it's a babyface El Fantasmo if he wasn't cutting the usual El Fantasmo promo after where he tells everyone they're idiots and you know all that stuff. Um, so it does it does kind of and and they're trying to work House of Torture back into the fold. It seems like someone someone heard all of our comments about House of Torture not being a part of Bullet Club and they were like, all right, well, all right, now they're teaming with us again. And so it it does kind of feel like they're. Reef, they're figuring out what Bullet Club looks like yeah. in 2022. Um, and, and I can not... accept that this isn't a transitional period. I yeah. can accept that. I can forgive it. But, no, but it, it looks like a fucking mess right now. Yep. Well, no, that's I'm, what you're I'm happy when you kick out the captain of your team. Just exactly. Saying. I'm just if, if they still had Tama, it, lucky it, he got it, kicked it would out be... or he wouldn't be cool anymore. No, well, if they still had Tommy, it would be our job to help figure out what's wrong with Bullet Club right now. But because they don't have them, <laughs> we can just kind of yeah, we can just let them figure it out on their own. Um, they maybe they'll figure it out, maybe they won't. Who knows? On June 11th, Jay White's taking on Kazuchika Okada. I feel like if Jay White wins, Bullet Club is doing great. If Jay White loses, Bullet Club's not doing great. They, or Jay they, White's getting kicked out for being a loser. Or Jay, who knows? It's it, it's entirely possible. Anything can happen with Bullet Club. Anything can happen in pro wrestling and speaking of pro wrestling speaking of anything can happen uh i decided on on monday you know i think i will dvr raw i will watch it on tuesday i'm gonna go see the 25th anniversary of boogie nights over at the music box theater just have a fun chill monday evening and then when i come out of the theater and i turn on my phone uh, it turns out that some point during Raw, they announced that Becky or that uh, uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi were going to be involved in the show. Somewhere apparently, the, it, I guess either before Raw or in the middle of Raw, Sasha Banks and Naomi put the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships on John Laurinaitis's desk and walked out of the company. 
to the point where WWE addressed it on air and then sent out a uh, unusual statement. They don't usually send out long ass statements about someone leaving the company, but this at, at this point they did. They put out a whole statement about how they had eight hours to rehearse the match, yada yada yada. Things weren't uh, going well, and so Sasha Banks and uh, and Naomi decided to take their ball and and kind of go home. I mean, my initial reaction is good for them because, I mean, Sasha Banks is in Star Wars right now and Naomi is uh, the favorite wrestler of a certain young child named Blue Ivy Carter, also known as Beyonce's daughter. So they're both, uh, you know, in pretty big places in their lives, but WWE has them in the, uh, the women's tag division. They were fine with that until they apparently weren't it feels like they don't they don't feel like the women's tag division is getting quite the respect it deserves and i guess the the women's thing in general some folks think is it a work some folks think is this too weird to be a work even by wwe standards um what what's going on i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw you uh karen first what do you what what do you think is going on in in wherever the hell wwe is this week Personally, as someone who has been pretty much stopped watching WWE because of the way they treat their women and their women's division, and especially the tag titles in particular, good for them. I'm glad they know their worth. And I, but my problem with the whole situation is how WWE is spinning it because they went as far as to have Corey Graves, a white man, call them unprofessional Mm -hmm. when he's married to another talent in the same division so it's it's very unprofessional of wwe to like try to weave it into whether it's a storyline or trying to like basically control the narrative of what's going on Mm -hmm. but neither sasha nor naomi to my knowledge have been released from the company yet there's been no formal release announcement just that really bizarre press you know release and then rumors of them saying that uh, either Dewdrop or Nikki Cross were unsafe and they've wrestled those girls for well over two years at this point mm-hmm. with with Dewdrop and Nikki for much more, longer than that and they're two of this probably two of the safest workers in the women's division as a whole so it, the story that WWE is piecing together to cover up the fact that they've pretty much dropped the ball on two of their hottest stars by not giving them the proper respect. And, you know, mm. you can say, well, you know, it's up to them to get themselves over. It's up to them, but they don't have any control over the booking. Yes. All they uh, have control over is their, 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 uh, how they react to the situation. Mm-hmm. If they don't agree with it. They don't have, if they don't like it, they can leave and they just left. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I know yep. people are like, well, it's their job. It, yeah, it's their job. But at some point, if you're if you keep bringing your pleading your case to the company and pleading your case and pleading your case and you're not you're not seeing the results and you're not nothing's happening yep wwe needs both of them especially sasha with all of her connections and popularity way more than either of them need wwe at this point because they could go the film route they could go fashion they could go be an influencer and make money just like being on twitch or whatever it's it's one of those things where it's just hard because with naomi her husband is part of the bloodline story and she's been married to him for well before this and has never been incorporated into the bloodline as mm -hmm. part of the family 
and and let me let me like let's let's kind of put a let's let's really focus on that for a second because this is i think where i really respect naomi is because like sasha banks has talked in the past about knowing her worth right like it, it whether it's on hot ones whether it's in uh trade magazines whatever it's very clear that sasha banks is someone who knows that she is is of value and knows that uh wwe needs her more than she needs wwe with if i'm someone like naomi and i've got a tag team partner and friend like sasha banks there is there is a a cynical side of me that says well naomi could have just let sasha banks walk out of the company and been like all right what what's going on with with jimmy and jay what's going on with the bloodline like there are places she could have been put there are storylines that she could have been and no here's what i'm saying let me let me finish (laughs) let me finish my point because like if she's if Sasha Banks is suddenly gone and Naomi's like, look, I'm here, I need to work. They can put her with the bloodline. They can do some stuff that maybe they hadn't thought of doing with her before. But because of the fact that she said, no, I'm I'm going with my partner, I am leaving. It it really does make me believe that like Naomi is not at the point where she believes that she would have that kind of safety if Sasha Banks wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like it feels like Naomi knows that Sasha has been helping her so to speak has been helping her come come up and know her worth for lack of a a a better term am i wrong there no well the other the other problem is is that naomi and and sasha both are both former singles women's champions Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean it is an honor and a prestige to carry the tag team championships you know sasha and bailey did it asuka and kairi sane did it alexa and nikki cross did it but it's Mm -hmm. one of those things where it's just like I feel like even now, despite the company's history, the women's division, regardless of how many championships they create and how many women's matches they promote, just like other promotions, they don't give enough thought and planning to them. Mm-hmm. Let me, uh, let me before we go too much farther into this discussion, I've got the statement from WWE, just so that way every all the listeners are on the same page. Everyone knows what's going on. This is the official statement that WWE sent out. Uh, either during or right after Raw. When Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. During the broadcast, they walked into WWE Head of Talent Relations, John Laurinaitis' office, with their suitcase in hand, placed their tag team championship belts on his desk, and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions, and even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were not able to deliver as advertised tonight's main event it's those last two paragraphs that keep me from going oh yeah this is just a work there's clearly sasha and naomi are it's some kind of storyline like it feels like an awkward corporate message that you would send out when you're trying to cover your ass and also you mean to tell me they sat there they had eight hours work on the match they sat there for six and a half hours before they walked in put the belts on the table and left yeah if they didn't want to be there they would have walked in at call time with their suitcases dropped the belts off and left or not showed up exactly or, yeah there's there's a lot of it just doesn't, the they're thing. not making it we, make sense here, here's yeah, the, we, here, oh, sorry go, go ahead no, here's go ahead, the John. thing i i don't believe the safety thing i think that they may have said that because they know it's one of the only things that they can walk out on without any kind of necessary recourse i don't know what the contracts are like i don't know what the agreements mm-hmm. like i don't know what the policies are like 
but I do know that I do know, um, you know, how stunt work things work and TV and all that stuff. And if you feel that something is unsafe, you do not have to do it regardless. So if they say, oh, I don't feel safe working this match, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Go fuck yourself. Also, by the way, you book the tags like shit. As long as they say that, that might be for safety. Or mm-hmm. I don't know why WWE be trying to put bullshit on these two other people got nothing to do with anything. But the thing I want to mention that's kind of fucking wild is uh, Sasha unfollowed everybody on mm-hmm. Twitter, including WWE, including Vince, mm-hmm. like everyone, except for Tamina, two fan sites, uh, Naomi, John Cena, and game show host Snoop Dogg. Well, that's her cousin. She has to she, follow but she's, Snoop Dogg. Done, but she's done that before. No, we all know how it is. You got a Facebook. Yeah. You have to follow your cousin. Yeah. Like, I get it. Um, uh, no, but, and- but you get what I'm saying. She did that before, she, before the walkout, apparently. People did the math. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like, fuck you. So she was hot already. She was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And then told him, fuck you, drop the titles. And even like the fact that Naomi was supposed to go over and still walk means that it's more than just about that booking. Mm-hmm. It's about the long term. And, yep. you know, I, I don't know. Like, do you disappoint the fans? No, because the fans like these these women so much that they're like yeah fucking walk out fuck it we don't care all right so we don't i didn't get to see your match tonight but i'd rather you move on to do bigger better things so i could see more of you than this bullshit mm-hmm. so i'm okay with them walking yeah uh granted if i was like the producer i probably wouldn't be you know if it was somebody who worked for me yeah, walked out course. i probably i probably wouldn't no, and and, and but and I, well and while I read WWE statement, we should, I need to make it clear, that is just that. It's WWE statement. We have one side of this so far. Uh, I believe Fightful.com has had some backstage reports, not a lot with like actual attribution to it, but apparently it does feel like the backstage Sasha and Naomi are being described as persona non grata. But again, this could be, it, 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 it doesn't, it, there could be a lot of developments between now and the next time we record this episode. Sorry, go ahead, Karen. Yeah, no, my, my only caveat about the whole statement is the suggestion that either Sasha or Naomi would have called one of their colleagues unsafe. Mm-hmm. Because, especially because they're people that they've worked with. Because if I'm, if I'm one of those four other people that yeah. were scheduled in that match, and they, and that I would be legitimately upset Yep. If that was the, if that was what they actually thought of me, especially if, when they could have talked to me about it, because if there was something unsafe, like a particular move in the match, mm-hmm. sure, take it out. Yep, fine, no problem. But to be just like, no, that person's unsafe. That can damage someone's career. Yep. Um, no, and that's that's one of those situations. That, again, where there there might be more that come out between now and then. But the the situation it's it currently reminds me the most of is CM Punk in 2014, yep. walked out specifically on an episode of Raw, uh, decided to 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 go home, um, and you know we saw we we saw how WWE handles that. Like there are a lot of people saying not only in the chat but also on Twitter of like, well, wouldn't they have just fired them right away if that's what's going on? And no, that's they're worth con- too much money. A, they're worth too much money, and that's not the way contracts. Even if they weren't worth that money, that's the way contracts work. You have to there has to be due diligence. Hell, that's why that's why Punk didn't get his release papers until his wedding day in 2014. They didn't fire him when he walked out. They fired him 
I don't know, months and, later. And then there were many times, I'm sorry, I'll let you in a second, Sean, but I got I to gotta do all the due diligence here. There were many times when uh, people tried to reach out to Punk between the release and the walkout to try and mend fences. So there's still time for Vince McMahon to reach out. There's still time for John Laurinaitis to reach out. There is still time for bridges to be rebuilt, mended, unburned, however you want to describe it. Sorry, go ahead, John. And the big thing is to, uh, again, they brought up the safety concern. Yeah. And I think by doing that, they really like kind of solidified that it's kind of hard to fire somebody. I mean, listen, it's a contract and I'm sure in the clause, they could do whatever the hell they want, but PR wise, it's kind of hard to fire somebody who's like, I feel unsafe in my job, go fuck mm-hmm. yourself. And they leave. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's going to cause a stink. That's going to cause a problem. Also, depending on where they're at, uh, it could cause a problem because when you work in a state, it's not just where you're incorporated, it's for the state that you're at. Mm-hmm. So you know, depending on their various laws and shit, who the hell knows what's going to happen. So I just, for me, I think that, I think that I don't know that they ever claimed that it was a safety thing or if they did, I don't think it was the intention to slight anybody. I think it was just a way to be like, we're piecing out without violating the um, contract. Yeah, no, that, that is, that is very possible. Uh, and, and hell it's entirely possible by this, by next Tuesday, when we record the next episode, They'll have shown up on TV, and this will all have been a major work. If that, if that's or the it's case, it's a work after the fact where yeah, they or, did walk out, they amend it, and they go, "Oh, let's just tell everybody it was a work." Either, either way, if this turns out to be a work, I'm going to be eating nacho live on the the Twitch. Oh, channel, okay, like, I like it, those odds. It's some. It's one of those cases of like I, uh, <laughs> I, I gotta put, I gotta put some money down on that or something to hedge our bets. But like, yeah, it does. It does feel like a. A weird time, especially with uh, all of the, you know, it, it sounds like not only is WWE have a lot of talent grumbles backstage, AEW's also apparently got some chaos backstage. It's a it's a weird time. But Tama, what do you kind of think of, of Sasha and Naomi deciding that uh, I'm not I'm not worth all this. I, I'm worth more than this. Uh, I don't know a lot about the situation, just yeah. by what you read. And um, I don't know. I'm 50-50, man, because mm-hmm. I... Uh, I'm all about what the company wants and I'm all the, also about people standing up for themselves and uh, they are, you know, they are independent contractors. Mm-hmm. So as, you know, as independent contractors, if you're in charge of yourself, if you don't want to do something mm-hmm. what? to you, yeah, you know, but, but I know that's not how their contract contracts yeah. isn't like, my contracts you know yeah, independent exactly. contracts i know wwe has changed their ways or, or yeah. the agreements or whatnot but um <clears throat> i don't know man i'm it's, i'm at I'm the center i don't know i don't know what's yeah, right no. and what what's wrong and it, it it definitely feels like a sticky wicket it's it's like it's i don't know it's gonna get it's gonna be real tricky i don't see this getting less complicated in the next month or however long this drags out uh, the one, the one final point that I will kind of bring up uh, about this whole situation is, oh Lord, I just lost my train of thought. One second. Um, well, I do want to say what you're thinking, what you're trying to get that back. Um, I do want to point out that uh, human can of X body spray, Corey Graves, was only reading back what yes. is in his ear. Yes. So granted, granted, he could go rogue himself and say, I'm not fucking saying that. Mm-hmm. But uh, he is also in that automatic mode of like in yeah, the just, ear, out the mouth. Yeah, no, and and I do want to make it clear we don't we have no ill will towards Corey Graves. Like, no, I, I meant that as a job. compliment. X smells great. Um, 
but yeah, no, but uh, my, my main point was the WWE, it does feel like in the statement worked very hard to try and make this Sasha and Naomi's fault, right? Like they had eight hours to rehearse this match and couldn't figure it out. They called their opponents unsafe and they decided during the broadcast to leave. Here's the problem though, is that also means that WWE had eight hours to figure to work with Sasha and Naomi over this. It also means that if if Sasha and Naomi did in fact think that their co-workers were unsafe, that WWE is hiring people that their employee that their fellow co-workers think might not be the safe. Like it doesn't it doesn't make look make WWE look better. I'll say that. I think this statement was really rushed, and I think it it really highlighted. I think they tried to make it sound. They were like, "We're going to put out a statement about how organized and how professional we are," and, and everyone went, "Well, why is everyone calling us unprofessional?" If, if I feel like a lot of the questions are being answered by this professional thing, like you know when you you wear a shirt that's like, uh, "I I have never killed anyone." It's going to make people go, well, why are you wearing a shirt that says you've never, why would you need a shirt that says you've never killed anyone in the first place? Like when you say like, oh yeah, no, we had to release a statement saying that we're the professional ones in this. Like what? And they are, No, they didn't do it professionally. They didn't steal the belts. (laughs) They didn't throw them in the trash. I mean, they walked out with them. I mean, they they didn't walk out. They put them down on the Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar throws the universal title at Vince McMahon and says, here, motherfucker, we don't get a statement. Tony Storm walks out of SmackDown in the middle of SmackDown. We don't get a statement for some reason. They felt this was the time they needed to get a statement. They needed to cover. They needed all the bases figured out. And I think it's because. Yeah, and I think it's because they know how valuable the talent they just maybe lost is. Uh, I don't know. And and, and as the progeny of several lawyers, uh, Ross, do you think they even had the fucking amount of time that they should have put that statement through legal before making it? Um, I wouldn't be, here's what I will say as the progeny of two lawyers never underestimate the number of people that have taken the bar exam. So I honest, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it's someone who's a lawyer wrote that and was like, well, I'm legal, fuck it. And sent it out. Um, sure. But that's still not good enough. No, it, it technically is like, that's the thing with lawyers. If a lawyer wrote it, all right, there's some, there, you know, they, they, there's a, there's a due diligence assumed, but sure. that's not the point. My point is that the way the the statement came off, it, it came off a little sweatier than WWE usually comes off in similar situations. Because this isn't this kind of reminds me of when Stone Cold Steve Austin decided he didn't want to wrestle Brock Lesnar left, and then like the next week, The Rock had to go out there and be like, "They told me to shit talk Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm not completely comfortable with this, but fuck him." Uh, like that is kind of, I feel like the situation we're in right now of, uh, of two, two talent that maybe are a little bigger than WWE putting them in a weird position. And they're talking about professionalism. It doesn't feel very professional to me to address that kind of backstage concern, right? On commentary. Well, to be fair, they addressed on commentary. They also sent the, they sent the statement to Fightful. They sent it to rest. Like they sent it to all of the normal press doing that on a snap like that without giving them it's again. It comes off as sweaty, but I'm not going to right. actually. Yeah, I'm not going to. That's a good I, way to put it. I'm I'm waiting to hear all sides of the story before we make a full blown 
uh, pronouncement about, trust me, as someone who had to sit there in that courtroom and listen to <laughs> litigators go over with a fine tooth comb the CM Punk Colt Cabana podcast, I uh, am going to make sure that we do all the due diligence before we actually say who the fuck was in the wrong here. We're going to um, get a 12 angry men situation up in here. I know it. It'll be, it, it will, it will definitely be weird, but that's just the wrestling business right now. It's weird. It's wild. And I don't see it getting uh, any less weird or wild as the summer goes on. Cause like I said, we got, we're on the road to double or nothing. We're on the road to forbidden door. We're on the road to SummerSlam. Starcast is back. There's going to be plenty to talk about in the coming weeks. If you feel like you haven't gotten enough of the Thomas Island experience from this episode, head on over to patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. Join that Islander tier. We hang out every weekend in the happy hours. We are going to be adding a form of a, a, a newsletter to the uh, uh, podcast. I can, now that we've got enough structure behind that, I can say that that's coming to the, to the island as well. So definitely stay tuned to Thomas Island on Patreon, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, John, before we go, where can everyone find you if you want them to find you? All right, you guys can find me on uh, Linktree and Twitter as John Sebastian Jewichen, S-E-B-A-S-T-I-A-N. And by the way, uh, come at me for some uh, natto recipes. I got them for you. Uh, yeah. We got natto soup. We got natto ice cream. We got natto uh, everything. So you, you come through. I'll give you them recipes. Awesome. I will definitely be hitting you up. Karen, where can people find you if you want them to find you? You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and YouTube at Hey Karen Sensei. Or if you want to, if you're interested in women's wrestling, I do coverage of stardom and I have a weekly column at Post Wrestling. So just postwrestling.com, look up Karen Peterson. Hell yeah. And Tom, where can people find you if you want them to find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me somewhere. Uh, anyways, <laughs> hey, hey, Karen, uh, so I looked up that Nato, right? It can go, it goes both ways. Okay. It can go N-A-T-T-O. I've never N- heard it spelled the other way, but okay. Yeah. Okay. There so we that's go. What, that's, at least that's what Google says. Okay. <laughs> Google Sensei. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's good enough for me. That's where I've been getting a lot of translations. Um, cool. So there, there we go. You, you can find Tama at Tama underscore Tonga on Twitter at the good bad guy Tama Tonga on, at the, yeah, at the good bad guy Tama Tonga on Instagram. And like I said, Tama's Island for all of your podcasting needs. You can find me at Ross W. Berman IV on Twitter, Ross Berman IV on Instagram, Ross, uh, Ross Berman.bandcamp.com for all your, uh, folk and blues needs we will be back next week same thomas island time same thomas island place uh if you're watching on twitch we thank you for watching with us if you're listening to it on patreon thank you if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform thank you i think you understand what i'm trying to say here no matter how you're listening to us we appreciate you joining us each and every week we'll be back next week until then take care of yourselves and take care of each other goodbye folks Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.